I'm going to preach today by the help of the Holy Spirit. Do you know who's talking to you? Do you know who is talking to you? Can I get someone? Would y'all mind if I come down there? Because I like to run around and I don't want to. Somebody grab this and take this down for me. Hallelujah. Thank you. I like to run around and I don't want to uh, fall off these stairs when the anointing hits me. And me do a, me do somersaults. Thank God I got pants on. Hallelujah. There you go. Just put it right in the middle, guys. That'll that'll work. If y'all will allow me that. Thank you so much. Perfect. Do you know who is talking to you? One of the most important things when we become Christians is to learn the voice of God. To learn the voice of God. Because there's going to be other voices that are talking to you. There's the voice of your flesh. There's the voice of the enemy. There's the voice of a brother or sister who doesn't understand what God is doing in you. And so we must learn to discern the voice of God above any voice that speaks to us. Do you know who is talking to you? It will be paramount in you walking out a successful Christian life. It will be paramount. You have to know, number one, which voice to believe and follow, which voice to ignore, and which voice to annihilate. Which voice to believe and follow, which voice to ignore, and which voice to annihilate. You know, when they're, when they're trying to teach somebody how to identify uh, fake money, you know, money that's not real, counterfeit, right, counterfeit money, they don't bring in hundreds of difference of counterfeit because that's not going to work. They bring in the real money, and they make you study real money until you can very quickly identify fake or counterfeit. And there's only one way to be able to identify the enemies and the counterfeit things that will come into your life, and that is to spend time with the authentic, powerful voice of God. Then it will be easy to identify what you must ignore and what you must annihilate. Let's go to John 10, 27, the Passion Translation. My sheep will hear my voice, and I know each one, and they will follow me. Let's go to verse 28. I give to them the gift of eternal life, and they will never be lost. And no one has the power to snatch them out of my hands. When you know the voice of God... And you follow the voice of God, nothing has the power to snatch you out of the hands of God. That is a promise. 
We learn to hear the voice of God through fellowship and intimacy with the Holy Spirit. It is just that simple. It's just that simple. Fellowship and intimacy with the Holy Spirit. Let's go to Psalm 91, 1 through 3. When you sit enthroned under the shadow of Shaddai, you are hidden in the strength of God Most High. He is the hope that holds me. He's the stronghold to shelter me, the only God for me and my great confidence. He will rescue you from every hidden trap of the enemy, and he will protect you from the false accusation and any deadly curse. Intimacy and fellowship is not only so you understand the authentic voice of God, but it anoints you and covers you with power and protection and wisdom and insight to do the will, purpose, and plan of God for your life. Let's go to Psalms 25 and 14. Passion Translation. There is a private place reserved for the lovers of God where they sit near Him and receive the revelation secrets of His promise. Intimacy will cause you to, God, to download revelatory secrets and His promises to you. Like Pastor said, it is not about Checking something off so I look spiritual. It is about survival, wisdom, anointing, and power. I want to, I was amazed that you talked about David today because that's who we're going to preach about today. We're going to go to 1 Samuel 16, 1 through 13. And I love this, uh, I love this passage of Scripture, so we'll start reading that, if I can see this. Now the Lord said to Samuel, how long will you mourn for Saul, seeing I have rejected him from reigning over Israel? Fill your horn with oil and go. I am sending you to Jesse, the Bethlehem Hanite, for I have provided him a king among his sons. Go to the next one. And Samuel said, how can I go? If Saul hears it, he will kill me. But the Lord said, take a heifer with you and say, I have come to sacrifice to the Lord. Then invite Jesse to the sacrifice and I will show you what you shall do. You shall anoint me the one I name to you. So Samuel did what the Lord said, and he went to Bethlehem. And the elders and the town trembled at his coming and said, Do you come peaceably? You know, back then when the, when the prophets came, people died. Woo. <laughs> and he said, Peaceably I have come to sacrifice to the Lord. Sanctify yourselves and come with me to sacrifice. Then he consecrated Jesse and his sons. And invited them to the sacrifice. So it was when they came that, the, that he looked at Eliab and said, Surely the Lord's anointed is before him. 
But the Lord said to Samuel, do not look at his appearance or at his physical statue because I have refused him. For the Lord does not see as man sees. Oh, the Lord does not see as man sees. For man looks on the outward appearance, but the Lord looks at the heart. So Jesse called Abinadab and and made him pass before Samuel. And he said, Neither has the Lord chosen him this. Then Jesse made Shammah pass by, and he said, Neither has the Lord chosen this one. Then Jesse made seven of his sons pass before Samuel. And Samuel said to Jesse, The Lord has not chosen these. I'm going to stop right here. Now, this is, a, this is an amazing, there's a lot going on here. First of all, when a prophet calls me and says, Callie, Bring out all your kids. I am, um, I'm going to anoint one of them to be the next king. Um, I'm bringing out all my kids. I'm finding everything that can breathe that has my name on it. I might even bring the dog and the cat. Everything's there. And we're going to get it. We're going to bring it. But he didn't do that. He brought seven of his sons. Now, and I've, I've wondered, this is speculation, this is a Bible, but, you know, there's a, there's a part where David says, and I think it's somewhere in Psalms where he said, uh, in sin my mother conceived me. And I don't know if he's talking about, you know, we were all conceived in sin, or if he's talking about a family secret. We don't know that. We don't have the answer to that. But what I do know is dad... Jesse did not value him enough to bring him to the table. Why would you leave one of your sons when the prophet said, bring all your boys, I'm anointing one of them for the next, to be the next king. Why would you leave a son in the field? That's strange to me. So he goes, one, two, three, no king. Four, five, six, no king. Seven, no king. You have any more sons? Because God said he's in your house. Well, yeah, I have this little kid. Uh, he's the baby. He's the runt. He's the one that I never expected to do anything. And I don't really, you don't really know the whole story, but for whatever reason, I haven't had a lot of confidence in this kid. But I'll go get him and I'll bring him to the table. The Bible said, and, I no, and notice it made reference to his appearance and I, I believe because he looked different than the other boys he said they said uh the scripture says ruddy ruddy faced ruddy looking skin bright eyes and uh reddish hair so he didn't look like the typical king in a jewish nation he had a different skin tone he had a different hair color. He had a different eyes. But he was good looking. And the Lord said, this is the one. So he anointed him. And he poured the oil on him. And he anointed him because he was God's man. The one that no one else believed in was God's man. God looks on the heart. I love this scripture because I want you to know that David believed the voice of the prophet. The first thing we must learn is that we believe the voice of God 
We believe the rhema word. We believe the logos word. And we believe the voice of the prophet. The voice of the prophet does not always speak what they see. They speak what they know by the spirit. It may look different. He didn't look like a king, pastor. But he was the king. Notice this. That when God spoke over him through Samuel, guess where he went? He went back to his place of service, and he did what his father told him to do because he was in preparation mode. And the Bible says that when the anointing hit him, that, the, that God fell on him, the Spirit of God fell on him and was on him from that day forward. He was anointed by God in front of his brothers. He was also anointed with the power, and then God sent him back to the field to serve his dad so that he could mature him for what God had called him to do. David developed his ability to hear God's voice and the courage to trust God's instruction in the secret place. He learned how to fight in his own backyard. See, God is never going to take you to a place of public battle for you to defeat a Goliath over a nation till you can defeat the Goliath in your backyard. So he took him back to where he had called him, and he said, I want you to deal with the lions and the bears that have come to steal from you where no one can see you, and I'm going to build you, and I'm going to show you how to hear my voice, and I'm going to teach you how to war by the Holy Ghost, and you're going to learn to be a warrior in my presence. He was allowing God to help him defeat the giants in his life that no one could see while being prepared for the public battle that the whole nation would see. You want to know why you need a local church? You want to know why you need places to serve? You want to know why you must learn to follow? Because you can't lead the way God has called you to lead until you can serve humbly before the Lord in private communion. Prayer is the rock that we build everything on. It's the rock that you build your business on. It's the rock that you build your marriage on. It's the rock that you build churches on. It's the rock that you build ministries on. Ministries, businesses, families that are not built on prayer do not stand. First Samuel 17. He, first of all, I want you to write down, David believed the voice of the prophet. He believed the voice of the prophet, and he went back to his place of service and allowed God to mature him. 1 Samuel 17, 26 through 31. Then David spoke to the men who stood by him, saying, What shall be done? For the man who kills this Philistine and takes away the reproach from Israel. For who is this uncircumcised Philistine that he should defy the armies of God? Okay, we'll stop right there. Let's go right back. Let's just stop right there for a minute. I want to, I want to bring him up to speed. He's back doing what, what his dad said. All of a sudden, his dad calls for him and says, Son, I want you to go and take uh, some food. 
I need you to take wheat. I need you to take bread. I need you to take cheese. And he gave him explicit instructions. Go to the front line. Your brothers are there. They're going to need to eat. And then give some to the commanders of the army. So he gets, so he, so he gets someone to watch his sheep and do his work at home. And he makes haste. He does what, exactly what his dad said. And he headed out to go fulfill what God had called him to do through his daddy. Serving through his daddy. Just, just servant boy. I'm, I know I'm supposed to be a king, but now I'm taking cheese. I know I'm supposed to be a king, but I'm delivering milk. And he gets there, and all of a sudden he's doing what he's supposed to do, what daddy told him to do, and he starts hearing chatter. And all of a sudden Goliath comes back out and roars again, and he's defying the armies of God. And 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 he's like, what's going on here? Because nobody, nobody's going out. Everybody's afraid. So this is where the story picks up. Then David spoke to the men standing beside him, saying, what shall be done for this man who, who kills the Philistine? In other words, none of y'all are doing it. What's the reward? And takes away the reproach from Israel. For who is this uncircumcised Philistine that he should defy the armies of the living God? I don't care if he's ten feet tall. Who is he? And the people answered him in this matter, saying, So shall it be done for the man that kills him. Now Eliab, his, so he tells him, you're, you're going to get this, you're going to get that. There's all kinds of spoil, blah, 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 blah. Now Eliab, Eliab, his oldest brother, heard when he spoke to the men, and Eliab's anger was aroused against David. And he said, Why did you come down here? And with whom have you left those few sheep in the wilderness? You little brat. I know your pride and your insolence of your heart, for you have come down here to see the battle. And David said, what have I done? Is there not a cause? And another uh, scripture says he ignored him. You have to understand that not everybody is going to understand your call. You've got to know who to listen to, who to follow, and you've got to know who to ignore. He ignored the critical voice of his brother, and he stepped into his God-called appointment. The next scripture is, and I'm going to just stop. I'm just going to paraphrase. The next scripture is we find that uh, Saul called him and said, okay, he wants to go fight him. Well, let me bring him in here. And he saw, sees him. He says, you're, you're, he's going he's gonna to eat you for, for breakfast, boy. This guy's been uh, fighting his whole life. And, you know, you're just a little, you don't even have, barely have peach fuzz. And um, he said, no, no, uh, no, king. I, I, you don't understand. I've been taking care of my daddy's sheep. And, uh. I was able to fight a lion and rip his head off. And I know I may not look like much, but when the Spirit of God comes on me, something happened to me and when I was younger. And when the Spirit of God comes on me, I have supernatural abilities to fight lions and bears. And I have protected my daddy's sheep from all kinds of trouble. And, and I, I, I will go. I, you don't have a man out there that's willing to go. Your best soldier's not willing to go, but I'm willing to go. I may not look like much. But I, I'm telling you, God's been preparing me for this my whole life. Who is this uncircumcised Philistine? 
that would defy the armies of the living God. So he said, okay, let me, let me, put, let me, put, a, let me put you my coat of armor on. I, it's 125 pounds. Let me, let me put that on you. And, and let's get you all set up. And he goes, no, 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 no. I, have a, this doesn't, I don't even know how to walk in this. I'm going to take my slingshot, and I'm going to pick up the five stones, and I'm going to use the same thing I've used my whole life on the backside of the desert, pastor, with nobody watching, and I've been killing personal giants. I've been killing giants of sin, giants of temptation, giants of gossip, giants of, 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 of being lazy. Every giant in my personal lineage, I've been killing in private in prayer. And I'm going to use the same slingshot and the same five stones that God has brought me victory and he anointed them. And I'm going to go face what God's called me to face. See, he knew who to believe and he knew who to ignore. And now he knows who to step up and annihilate. And the only way we know how to follow the voices that talk to us is by knowing the one true voice and having a relationship with God that supersedes every other voice that speaks to us. God is teaching you how to hear His voice and to walk according to His Word and according to His precepts. God is raising this church up just like He did David, a mighty warrior in this city that will take out the Goliaths of racism, that will take out the Goliaths of sin and separation, but we, we must be willing to listen to God and to grow the power of God in fellowship and intimacy. you got to know what voice to listen to and obey. You have to know what voice to ignore and walk forward. And you have to know what God has anointed you to kill by the power of God. You can't do it in your own strength. No matter how strong or tough you are, you are no match for the enemy. We can only do it through the power of the Holy Ghost in our lives. We can only do what God has called us to do through submission to His will, purpose, and plan. We can only do it through humble servitude to our God, through prayer and fasting and service as the God leads us and guides us. God has taken you to a place this congregation to a place of great victory. But he's also taking your individual families into green pastures and great victory. God doesn't love you more than he loves her or her more than he loves me. He loves us all. If we're willing to be intimate with him, he will literally open up heaven over our lives. Lord, I just thank you for this church. I thank you, God, that you are 
working exceedingly abundantly above all that we could ask or think. I thank you for the men and women in this building that have said yes to knowing your voice. I thank you, Lord, for those that are today saying yes to knowing your voice above any other voice that speaks to them. I thank you, God, for revival. Revival in this church and across this region. The Ark Fellowship. God, you're raising this church up. You're raising this church up by the power of God. You're raising this church up because they, that your leaders have pleased you. I thank you, Jesus. I thank you for more than enough. I thank you, God, that you're raising up millionaires in this church that will finance the growth and the buildings and the things that God is going to do supernaturally. We call it forth in Jesus' name. We prophesy it. There are people sitting here today with minimum wage jobs that God is going to give you an idea that is going to literally change your family, your legacy, and the church. There are some here that God is going to double and triple your businesses and give you the opportunity to funnel money into the kingdom. I see healing ministers coming out of this church. I see y'all sending ministers to Africa and across the world, and you're going to send healing teams, and the thousands will be healed. The church will finance those kind of missions trips. I thank you, Lord. You're going to be a father and a mother to many churches across this Houston region. This church will grow to enormous size, and you're just going to be sending people out to start churches in local communities. God's going to really, really bless you beyond anything you can imagine. Beyond anything you can even imagine. Even the things that y'all talk privately about that seem so big. God is going to make that. He's going to bless you beyond that to the point it's, it's minute. He loves your humility and your love for him. Your love for people. I watch you. You love people. You're real. God's going to take care of your children. Do not worry about your children. You will. You know what? You've watched people lose their children. But I'm telling you, not one of yours will be lost. Not one. Your children, your grandchildren, your great-grandchildren, your great-great-grandchildren... There is a legacy that's coming through your bloodline that's going to touch the world. And many here, because of your obedience, will have the same anointing. There will be many here that have the same anointing, same anointing because of what God is doing. The children here are going to be unbelievably successful. The children here will do great exploits. They'll be Lawyers and teachers and doctors, but they'll be Holy Ghost filled. Your pastor has the anointing to teach people to do what God's called them to do in the world and still be a minister. Ministry's just not relegated to this. This is just a tiny part. Children are going to be just amazingly successful. I want you to raise your hand, and I'm going to pray a prayer, and every yoke of poverty is coming off. Anyone here? I break off every 
every yoke of poverty in Jesus' name. I break it off. It will never touch you again. It will never touch your children, your grandchildren, your great-grandchildren. I also declare in Jesus' name that if the spirit of wisdom and love is prominent in your life, in your family, and in this church. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Is there anyone that is suffering with terrible headaches? Like terrible headaches that you can't, maybe it's migraines, I don't know. I just felt, just stand, God's going to heal you today. Anybody, Lord, I just thank you for healing my sister right now. Just raise your hand, God's healing you right there. Right there, he's healing you right there. He's healing you right now. Lord, I thank you, you're healing headaches right now. Whatever the source is, God, you are healing it. Never to have another bad headache again. In Jesus' name, we receive that. We receive that. Anybody suffering with anxiety? Pastor Callie knows I've suffered with anxiety before. So stand up if you're suffering with anxiety. God is going to heal you. Lord, I just thank you for healing everyone here that's suffering with anxiety. Right now, just raise your hands and receive it. Receive it. Receive it. God's healing you right now. Right now. Right now. Nothing to be ashamed about. We're all human. We all have things that we've suffered with. Just, I just thank you, Lord. The Lord's healing you right now. Hallelujah. 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 God is going to give you the money you want to go do the missions. I don't know how you're going to get it, but I know you're going to get it. And all, I just see you worshiping. And God, super, somebody's going to call you and supernaturally write a check. And I just call it in in Jesus' name. And in the next six months, everything's going to come into order. And I just call that in in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's give Jesus a hand clap. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I learned a long time ago that when God speaks, you say, and then when he doesn't speak, you don't say nothing. You know, I, I laugh about it, but some of these some of these prophets prophesy. lie. Pastor Kelly don't prophesy. lie. I only prophesy. And if he just gives me one word, I just say one word. One word is good enough. Amen? Amen. So I, I also want to, if someone will get this, I was sitting here and I got a prophetic word from my own granddaughter today. And the Lord said to release it here, so I'm going to release it here. Callie-Ann, you are going to have the opportunity. Can somebody get this? Callie-Ann, you're going to have the opportunity to go two roads. You can go the road, of, of the road of entertainment or the road of ministry. And you will come to a choice when you are 16 years old to which road you will go. But I see by the hand of God you will choose the road of ministry. And because you choose the road of ministry, God will take you all over the world. And you will preach and you will prophesy and you will sing and you will write music and you will do great exploits. You will marry a man of God and you will serve God all the days of your life. In Jesus' name. Thank you for allowing me to release that. I want to give you an opportunity to come if you've never been filled with the Holy Spirit. And I know you all have a team here that can pray with people. But I'm telling you, you need your prayer language. And let me tell you why you need your prayer language. Your prayer language, my son is in, in special forces. He just came home, okay? But when you're in special forces, you, you know things that the guys on the normal, in the normal army don't always know because you're a special forces team, just the way it is, okay? And you have better information, better equipment. You just, you just, but you're sent in 
for some really tough assignments, okay? When you get the Holy Ghost with the evidence of speaking in tongues, you now have night vision. You now can see things and know things that other people don't know by the Holy Ghost. And God prays through you the perfect will of God. And things are avoided and things are are, uh, blessed. And there was a time when my son wasn't serving God. And he was doing all kinds of crazy shenanigans. My oldest one, I think I've told you all a little bit about him. And he wanted to go out with his buddies. And the Holy Spirit said, tell him not to do it. I said, son, don't go out tonight. Stop and not to go out. And, you know, I'm going, Mom. I said, son, don't go out. I'm going, Mom. So he went out. I'm laying on the couch. I'd worked a long week. Power of God hit me. And I began to intercede. And I knew I was interceding for my son. And I began to cry and moan and speak in tongues. And I knew I was praying for my son. I didn't know what was going down. But I knew God was using me to pray for my boy. Three o'clock in the morning, he walks in the door. Tears running down his face. What happened, son? Mama, I I don't even want to tell you. What happened, son? I I went out to that bar with my friends, and they had drugs in the car, and they busted everybody. And, um, Mom, they took all my friends to jail, and my car was full of drugs. They, the, the cop cleaned the drugs out and told me, go home and, to your mother. I said, who was the cop? I didn't know the cop. I thought at first maybe it was somebody that knew me that was just trying to save my son. from. I didn't know the guy from Adam. But that intercessory prayer saved my son from a felony and from altering his life to the point he could never fix it again or would have to have a miracle to fix it. And there has been time after time that I've prayed in the Holy Ghost. And God has used that Holy Ghost power to give me wisdom, to give me anointing, to show me the way, to save one of my children, to move in our church. You need to be filled with the Holy Spirit, with the evidence of speaking in tongues. Can you be saved with, without your prayer language? Yes. But who would want to not be able to have the supernatural power of God in your life? So if you want that today, if y'all could just bring a team up to pray. And I want to invite you up, if you've never been filled, for you to be filled today. And all you need to do is receive it. I'm, buddy, real quick, just tell them what happened to you in a short synopsis when... We prayed for you, and you received it. What you, how you, you altered your mindset a little. Uh, I would, I would say for the longest time, God was chasing after me, and and I was running because I didn't want to get caught, if you will. And uh, it just, you know, eventually I just I surrendered because He's more patient, He's long suffering, He's definitely faster than I am. And when I just I surrendered my flesh to the spirit and it came over me and, and I've been walking in peace. See, I was saved, but I was still looking over my shoulder at the past. Right? So I was chastising myself all the time. Like I, I was never good enough, but I didn't have any power. And the Holy Spirit came upon me. I had power and I've been walking in power in the, these last few years. And praise God, I, I see supernatural things happening and all things around me has nothing to do with me, it has everything to do with him and, and what's taking place in that. So, 
Praise God. Let's all stand. And if you want to receive the baptism with the evidence of speaking in tongues, get your prayer language. Y'all just come on. 